Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Sportsish with Elisa Hernandez. It's just me this week, just my voice coming through your speakers. And before I get into this week's stories, I want to get a few things off my chest first. And I want to start off by congratulating Nate Burleson on taking the next step in his career and moving on to CBS this morning. I could not be any happier for you. I'm so excited to see everything you have in store for this upcoming football season and kind of what you bring to the table at CBS this morning. So congratulations. I'm sure Good Morning Football will miss you. And like you said on Twitter, it's not goodbye. It's see you later because it's true. You're still going to be on there. But I'm really, really excited about all the things that the future has in store for you. And if you guys haven't checked out the episode that Nate was on, make sure you guys do. It is episode eight. Keep me flowing and keep me going and keep me growing from that song, Just Like Music. And uh, another shout out goes to Jay Clark, the jumper, who on this podcast said he was going to break a world record in dunking. And he did just that because he actually set the new world record, completing the highest vertical dunk. That's right. 11 feet straight up. So let's get some reaction from when he completed that. Yo, I would have been so hyped. So make sure you guys check out that video. It is on his Instagram at jclarkthejumper. He came on this show, episode six, titled I Was Thinking Chess Moves, But It Was God's Grace. So make sure you guys basically spend the rest of your day listening to Sportsish or going back and listening to old episodes of Sportsish. You know, we're only eight episodes in, nine episodes in. Wow. And honestly, the time's just moving. But yeah, basically just spend the next nine hours listening to me. I think I think that's the best move for your day. <laughs> but lastly, I want to congratulate the U.S. men's basketball team on winning gold. I know I'm a little late on it, but KD really did that. And I'll admit I was skeptical, but happy that they were able to pull that off. Easy Money Sniper ended up signing a big contract with the New York Nets. Four years, $198 million extension. Damn. I gotta say that again. Four years, $198 million extension. No one Dennis Schroeder him, that's for sure. I'm really happy that he was able to lock that in. But I remember when he entered the league back in 2007, he was drafted to the Seattle Supersonics, who should still be a team, but that's a whole other story. Uh, but anyways, KD really evolved his career with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm giving you this KD history lesson. And that's because KD ties into two stories that I'm actually going to share with you guys this week. Last week, I talked to you guys about my Lakers days. And honestly, those days were so much fun. And my dad 
basically reserved all of my free tickets because I used to get free tickets uh, for every game that I hosted. And he used to like reserve them. Like if Carmelo Anthony was coming to town or when it was Lakers versus Cavs, he wanted to make sure he got those. And I think I had the New Year's Eve game no new year's day game that year the year that i hosted i didn't get the christmas game but i did get new year's day and i remember he was like can't you switch your hosting days and i'm like no and i mean even if i could i doubt the other host was gonna go christmas day because that's one of the biggest games so i ended up watching that one from home but it was awesome being there new year's day even though basically new year's eve like i was just chilling out because i had to be at the stadium early and and all that stuff the sacrifices um that i made for the betterment of my career but anyways my dad used to always like ask for the giveaways he still does that now actually now that I work for the Dodgers <laughs> Alana uh, Rizzo who I worked with for two years every time she would saw a giveaway of like a free sweater or like a free shirt or free jersey she would like she would look at me and she's like is your family coming today and I'm just like as a matter of fact yes <laughs> like they stay getting all the free clothing items uh, that the Dodgers hand out so trust me he was the same with the Lakers but going back to the original part of this story. Katie, right? So at this point, I believe he had just gotten to the Warriors. So he wasn't playing yet, but he was on the team. So it was Warriors versus Lakers. And I had just finished up my pregame show. And normally we have like a little green room where I kind of go in and my stuff is there and I can look at notes and things like that. But that particular day, I couldn't be in there because we had a special act in halftime. So whether it was a magician or like the guy with his dog or the balancing plates or things like that, they use that green room. So that means I have to go to the Laker girls, like offices, like mini locker rooms. So that's where I was at that day. So I, I was running late because I forgot one of the promo cards I had to read. And so they're like, hey, this is going to come up top of the second quarter. So I need you to go get, you know, the, the thing. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm like running, right? So I literally put my mic down. I'm running. And of course, the curious like, don't run. So I'm like slowing down, walking really fast. And then as soon as they're not looking at me, boom, I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, I'm running out of there. So I go in the locker room. I go in my backpack. I'm looking for my notes. I'm looking, looking, looking. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, da, da, da. Okay, cool. Okay, okay. And I can hear the PA announcer being like, that's the end of the first quarter. Or like, blah, blah, blah. And like, then he does his promo. So I'm like, fuck. Like, I to, like I'm, I'm late. But I, at this point, I'm like, I can't run too fast. Because then by the time I get out there, I'm going to be telling people like, make sure you guys head to the Lakers store. Like, I can't be sounding like that. Like, I need to sound cool calm collective like i do here on sportsish but so i had to like take a breath i was like okay cool and then the second i realized i was about to be on i was like fuck it i gotta run so then i i literally was looking at my notes i opened the door i run out and next thing i know it's like and i'm like oh shit now i didn't crash but you know like when you're looking down at something and then you see like this big figure in front of you and so like you're just like whoa like you're startled almost <laughs> that's basically what happened to me and so i look up and it's Kevin Durant. Okay, we all know Kevin Durant is tall. I mean, he's 6'10", I'm 5'1". I mean, you do the math. So, obviously, I didn't think I was going to run into Kevin Durant because it's the second quarter, so I'm thinking he's either on the bench or something. I'm thinking I run into his, like, security guard or Mitch Kupchak or, I don't know, somebody that wasn't KD. And I look up, and of course my smart ass was like oh I'm like I'm really sorry Mr. Durant like I didn't see where I was going like are you okay he was like <laughs> he had this look on his face which I'm sure he was thinking two things one girl you almost ran into me two you just called me Mr. Durant and 
people don't um, I don't even know people call him that that just sounds weird me even saying it right now but he was pretty cool about it he was like oh he's like it's all good and I'm good like you know be careful like make sure you get to where you're going and I'm like right right so I was like I'm really sorry again like you know I apologize and he was like it's cool it's cool and so then he just turned around and kept walking and so I'm like okay let me slow down so now I like power walked and the second he was like out of eyesight like took off running I remember I got there and my boss was like are you okay and I was like yeah, just, yeah. I didn't even tell her almost ran to Kevin Durant because I felt like she would have got mad at me for, like, running in the hallways after she told me not to run in the hallways. Like, very, like, high school-ish kind of experience where they're like, don't run in the halls. Now I know why. Um, but, yeah, no, Katie was really cool about that, but that was just one of my funny stories that I had because can you imagine had I actually ran into him or, like, crashed into him? And, like, I mean, I'm small. I could take you out. If I hit, if I hit the legs, like, I could take you out. So <laughs> the last thing I need in my career is a headline that reads, Kevin Durant injured after Lakers in arena host crashes into him coming out of the Laker girls' locker room. Bruh, that is not a highlight I am trying to have in my career, and that is not a headline I am trying to read. So very happy that that's not what happened. And, you know, like I said, he was really cool about it. So that's the second time... I actually ran into KD because the first time, fun fact, KD was the first professional athlete that I ever interviewed one-on-one where I wasn't in school. Like I didn't, uh, I didn't present myself as like a student or, or things like that. Like Lisa Leslie technically is my first professional athlete that I interviewed, but I was in school at the time. So I feel like there was a soft spot there because I'm a student and the whole USC and you guys remember that story. But with KD, he was my first interview one-on-one. And that took place in a very surprising way because I didn't even know I was gonna do the interview literally until about five minutes before I was gonna do it. I wasn't even working that day. That's kind of how that plays out. <laughs> like You know those, uh, those movies that start off and it's like, I bet you wonder how I got here. And that's exactly how I felt in that moment. So I tried my hardest, I really did. I tried my hardest to find that interview. Now this was in the days where I didn't know you're supposed to save everything and make sure you make copies of everything. I did find that Lisa Leslie interview that I did, but I could not find this one. But I will post the picture on my Instagram. I, yeah, the pictures are hilarious because he, the face he has in that picture is the same face he gave me when I almost crushed into him. Now, I doubt he remembered who I was, but it's just the fact that he had the same look. Uh, but I'll be posting those pictures on my uh, Instagram page. But yes, yeah, so Katie, I couldn't find the interview. But basically how that came to fruition was I was interning for the LA Sparks, the WNBA team here in LA. This was 10 years ago. Okay, so give me a break on the fact that I can't find this interview because it was literally 10 years ago. And I, you know, I'm a college student. So this is actually my first, I was a freshman or a sophomore. I don't even know, it was so long ago. But anyway, I'm in school and so I'm interning for the LA Sparks over the summer. And to make extra money, I was actually a counselor at a broadcasting camp that's run by my friend Jeremy Treatment. So the broadcasting camp is basically kids that go to this camp to practice to be a reporter someday. And so I was a counselor at this camp. So one of the field trips was us going to the WNBA game. Now I get there and I'm wearing my little camp counselor shirt, telling the kids where to go, you know, all that stuff. No makeup, like hair is like whatever. And we sit down. So one of the guys like comes up to me from the team and he hands me a pair of socks and like warm up like cuff they're not warm like the little things you have on they're the wristbands and he's like here you go and I was like 
thank you and he was like you're welcome and now and he just like walked away and so all the kids are like oh my gosh like how'd you get free stuff like oh, like they like in their mind like oh you big time and i'm just like bruh like i don't even know who that was like i don't even know if i'm the person that was supposed to get this am i supposed to give this to somebody so anyways we sit there watching the game so my boss patrick he was i guess he spotted me or he saw me because we had got there pretty early because we got there for like pregame workout like warm-ups and things like that so he spotted me and so he texts me and he's like hey come down to the court and i'm like okay so i asked you know my boss was hey can i go down there really quick and he's like yeah sure and so of course i'm going down there and all the kids are like where is she going and they're like all watching me and so i go down there and patrick goes hey so kevin durant's here and we want to interview him about, you know, him coming to WNBA games and the importance between NBA players supporting WNBA players, all that, all that great stuff. Can you interview him right now? And so I'm like, what? And he's like, he's like, can you? Like, he's like, he's like, you know, I, this is your internship. Like, you're a digital media intern, editor slash person we sent to practice. So, and I'm like yeah sure I got you like sure thing and he was like okay great and he's like I'll let Katie's people know and I'll text you when I'll come back down to the court and I'm like okay and so I go back up and I'm like I'm in my camp counselor t-shirt right now looking a whole mess not a whole mess but like I'm I'm chasing around between six to 17 year old kids around this thing like I am not trying to no and so I tell my boss, Jeremy, like, hey, like, they're going to have me uh, interview KD. Is it OK if I step away from the kids for a while? And he was like, of course, like, that's so amazing. And it's so great. And so he tells all the kids, so all the kids are hyped. And I'm about to go talk to Kevin Durant. And I, Can you ask him this? Can you ask him this? And I'm just like, bro, I'm literally going to ask this man like four questions. And then that's pretty much it. And so I'm like, OK, guys. So luckily I had like a I had like a black T-shirt under. I don't know why I had a black T-shirt under because Oh, I know why. Because they didn't give us the camp counselor shirts until we got to the arena. So that's why I had a black t-shirt under. And so anyways, I was like, okay, so I took off my camp counselor t-shirt. just had the black t-shirt under. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. So then my boss texts me and goes, hey, you know, Katie's ready whenever you're ready. And I was like, okay, great. So I go down there and I interview him. Could not tell you what I asked him. I think I'm sure I asked him why he was there today, what makes the NBA great, and like, I honestly I don't remember what I really tried hard to find this interview but (laughs) I remember I posted pictures of it and all my family and friends were like bro he's looking at you like you are the tiniest thing I have ever seen (laughs) and he you know for being a good sport because at the time you know he was he wasn't KD KD the one the way that we know him now like he was still definitely carving out his name for like a name for himself and he was definitely like becoming that got that guy uh but he was such a good sport because again my microphone didn't even have like a mic fly like you know like most microphones says espn or bleacher report or whatever i didn't have it it was just a basic microphone a basic handheld camera at the time because we our budget was not that big in 2011 and it could have literally been like a junior reporter kind of setup. And he, you know, he, he stood there. He answered all my questions. You know, he thanked me after. And I always appreciate that because I think it tells a lot about a person when they are given certain situations and they handle it with integrity and respect. And um, 
And they're really nice about it because realistically, he could have just been like, really? Like, this is who you got talking to me? Like, nah, like, I'm good. Like, I'm gonna just sit over here. But, you know, he stood there. He answered all my questions. You know, he gave me good answers. And then when we're done, you know, I said, you know, Katie, I was like, thank you so much. Like, I appreciate it. And he was like, yeah, like, for sure. Like, you know, thanks for doing it or whatever. (laughs) And so I said, hey, like, can we take a picture together? And he was like, yeah, sure, of course. So then we took a picture together. First of all, he's so tall and I was so short that that picture is basically like, half my neck and then the rest is like katie <laughs> so again i'm gonna post this on my ig so you guys can see the pictures that i'm talking about but katie yeah he was the first big interview that i ever had and it humbled me too because it also let me know like you gotta be ready at any point in time like what you look like don't matter like just make sure that what you're asking and the points you're getting across that that's on point and it was because i super locked in once I got down to the court and I did the interview and then my boss was really happy. He was like, hey, thanks. I appreciate you doing that. Like, I know you're off today. And he's like, but I appreciate you like taking care of that. And I was like, of course, like anytime, like, you know, you let me know. And he was like, of course. So then I ran, I went back up and it was like a hero returning from war. Like all the little kids were like, oh my gosh, like we saw you talking to KD. That's so cool. Like, <laughs> like I was a big shot for the rest of the camp. So shout out to Patrick from uh, the LA Sparks uh, for hooking that interview up for me. It was definitely, like I said, one of those moments is that you just you don't in hindsight you look back and you're like holy shit I interviewed Kevin Durant like you know what I mean like and so that's when I ran into him years later literally that that's the moment that came back to me when I saw him again you know was that moment and again like I doubt he even remembers that interview but it's the fact that you really do remember how you make people feel like you don't remember what they said but you remember how they made you feel and for me being freshman sophomore in college being basically basically straight out of high school interviewing Kevin Durant he could have treated me like a joke but he didn't you know he treated me with respect he treated me like he would any other interview and I always had that soft spot for him as his career continued to evolve and that's why when he used to get like a lot of flack and a lot of like bad reputations sometimes like I would always kind of be like nah like Katie's cool but yeah so I want to share that story with you guys because that was one of my favorite stories from my WNBA days including Mr. Kevin Durant, or Mr. Durant, as I like to call him. But before I get out of here, I do want to share one more story from my LA Sparks days. So Patrick, my sister loves this story. It's not really sports related, but it's just hilarious because it just shows how my personality breaks through (laughs) whatever position I'm in. Now, when I come on, I'm super like, you know, crossing my T's, dotting my I's, all my P's and Q's, you know, I'm, I'm on it. But then once I get a certain level of comfortability, like the real me comes out and I'm like super laid back, super jokester, like, yeah. So Patrick, I remember we're covering a game and he told me, hey, can you go get me some Sour Patches? And I looked at him and I said, me? And he was like, yeah, you're the intern. Like, go get me some Sour Patches. And I'm just like, fine then. And I was like, well, you have the money? And he was like, yeah. And so he gives me some cash. And so I'm like, all right. And so I go. And part of me was like, what do I look like getting you Sour Patch Kids? Like, I'm here to interview athletes and in and edit and write and do all this stuff. And I'm just like, whatever. So I'm in line waiting for these Sour Patches. Now, Anybody who's been to Staples Center know those lines are slow. So I'm standing there waiting, 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 waiting. And I text him and I say, hey, the line's really long. And he goes, okay. And I'm like, damn it. I thought you were going to be like, all right, never mind. No, he was like, okay. <laughs> Better you than me waiting it. So 
I get the Sour Patch Kids and I get into the elevator to go back down to the court. Now, I don't know what I was thinking, but I open the Sour Patch Kids and start eating them. (laughs) And I'm like bitching like in my head about how, man, like he got me over here running errands. Like I'm some like, like I'm some what? Like I'm some intern? Yeah, baby girl. That is what you are at the time. So I start eating these Sour Patch Kids. So I get back to the um, to the table like where all the media sits while they're covering the game. He's like, damn, I asked for Sour Patch Kids, not Sour Patch Teens. And I was like, man, I was like, the line was long. And then I handed him the box. So he looks at the box, sees that it's open, sees that the little bag is open, and I'm chewing, so clearly I'm eating it. And he looks at me, he goes, oh, so we're friends now. (laughs) And then at that moment, it like snapped back into me. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, I guess so. And he's like, shoot, man. And he just started, luckily, he just started laughing. And then that was it. And then like, we just, you know, finished out the workday. But man, I was like, I look, I look back at that. My, my sister loves that story. And I look back at that and I was like, yo, like you need to like calm your little happy ass down. Like that's my thing. Like whenever I feel like someone's like trying to, I don't know, trying to make it seem like they're like more important than me or like, I just, I get into a very like, man, who is you? Like, that's how I get. And in my head, it's like, you, what do you mean? Who is you? That is your boss. You are his intern. You are, bruh. He tells you to go wash his car. You better go take that car to get washed. And, um, but me and Patrick ended up having like a really dope relationship and, and he really helped me out when I was entering for the Sparks. He gave me opportunities to go to practice, media days. I interviewed Candace Parker a bunch of times and I really did get a appreciation for the WNBA. And honestly, like I, that was probably one of my favorite internships because I got to do so much and because it was such a small team that I had to be kind of everywhere. It was just dope being in that environment. That was my real first exposure to Staples Center in a way that I could like be behind the scenes and run around, things like that. And then as I was there, I met people in the media dining hall and connected there. And that's one of the things that I really holds all the value for me is that freaking media lunchroom. Like that's where I met Arash Markazi. That's where I met Monica, who used to work for ESPN Deportes. And she was dope. She helped me with a bunch of stuff. She gave me tours at ESPN and she like mentored me uh, when I was going to college. And that's kind of how I made my connections that eventually ended up landing me a Lakers job. Before I was their host, I was writing for them. I was writing for Campus Circle Magazine, who gave me access to the Lakers and the Clippers and and that's how, how that, that took off. And honestly, the rest was history. But the WNBA and the LA Sparks internship was definitely my first real exposure to professional sports and being in a professional environment. I made a lot of mistakes there. And that's what they say. Like when people tell you like, oh, you have to go to a small market. That's where you get all your mistakes out. And it's like, that's that's true. Because that's exactly that's exactly what, what I did when I was with the Sparks. And I appreciate them for taking the time to teach me and do all those things so you guys know before i get out of here i always give you guys one of my favorite quotes that i like to live by i hope you guys enjoy those those three stories they were very short but <laughs> they were stories that i just felt like i had to share that's part of the industry you know what i mean not everything has to lead to some big you know epiphany of like where my future is some some stuff is just funny stories that happen to me while you're working and before i get out of here like i said i want to share one of my favorite quotes to you guys and of course it's going to come from mr 24 himself i know you guys probably thought i was going to say kd but 
I actually don't even know any Katie quotes besides my next chapter. <laughs> but as for Kobe, he had a quote that said, once you know what failure feels like, determination chases success. I really love that quote because I know what it's like to fail. I know what it's like to apply to internships and not get a call back. I know what it's like to see other people get opportunities because they know someone or their dad's rich or whatever. Like I've been there and it sucks. But I was so determined to make a name for myself in this industry. I was so determined to have my name mean something when you hear it in a room that I've been chasing success ever since. And I've been I've been grabbing little pieces of it and I've been making my own little mosaic of what I see as success. And WNBA definitely was a big piece of that picture. Kevin Durant is a, is a piece of that picture. Lisa Leslie is a piece of that picture. And now Sportsish in its own is a piece of that picture. It's the difference between trying and failing and complete failure. You know, failure is to the point where you want to give up. You know, when you try and you get back up and you do it again, like, that's part of the determination process that chases success. So I really love that quote from Kobe. There it is. So that is my quote. And I want to say thank you to everyone for listening to Sportsish. I'm your host, Elisa Hernandez. You can follow me on Twitter at eHernandezTV and on Instagram at Hernandez underscore LA. Thank you to everyone that subscribed, shares on social media, liked us. I appreciate all the support that we've been getting. So make sure you guys go back and listen. Episodes one through nine, they're all dope. So make sure you guys check them out. And I'll be back with another episode on Tuesday with a brand new guest. So make sure you guys tune into that. Until then, once again, thank you for lending me your ears for the hour. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.